0: With you on the go This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt Podcast
1: Matt, switching gears What are we talking about? Bad boys Bad boys? The Dirty Dozen Alright Alright The
2: Dirty Dozen came out For this year Okay Hit my audio Okay, go ahead
3: go, go, Here
2: we go Here's boys, boys, do, Hopefully when you're listening You don't get too scared Okay. But I have the dozen dirtiest vegetables in the store. <laughs> the dozen dirtiest vegetables in the store? <laughs> yeah, the dirty dozen. Okay. Are you ready? There is a dozen vegetables? Chris, you <laughs> need to eat more vegetables. <laughs> All you right. need leafy greens in your life. All right. Here we go. At number 12, tomatoes. Okay. Ugh, filthy. All right. Celery. I, I saw fil- celery hit somebody. Okay. Pears at number 10. Peaches at nine. Cherries at eight. When's the last time you washed a shed of cherries? Ever rinse them? Always. I've never eaten cherries without washing them. Really? Yeah. Bell peppers or hot peppers? Okay. I never wash those. Really? Never. What do you mean you never wash? Like, when you take them home, you don't wash them before you... Well, sometimes they're in a bag. I don't wash them. Grapes. I wash my grapes because I just won't want to eat a spider. Yeah. They're filthy, I guess. Apples. Scrub your apples, you animals. Okay. And you got nick ne- nectarines next. Kale, collard greens, and mustard greens, I guess. Pretty bad. Okay. We're in the top. Up to. Can you take a guess at number one or number two? What have you missed? I, what have you missed? Um, we talked about this one earlier. Uh, kale. Lettuce. No, spinach is two. Spinach. Number one is strawberries. The baddest boy of them all. <laughs> strawberries. <laughs> I have the clean 15 if you want. <laughs> the clean 15. <laughs> These ones come with their own little casing. Okay, you ready? All right. Sweet potato, watermelon, mango, cantaloupes, mushrooms, supli- surprisingly okay. Okay. Cabbage, kiwis, honeydew, asparagus, sweet peas, papayas, onion, pineapples, corn was
1: two, and avocado, number one. Okay, so those are things you don't have to wash. Yeah, well, and that makes sense because, yeah, they come with a case, right? Oh, but, asparagus, right? But str- Okay, who doesn't wash their strawberries before they eat them? Like I, you know, I'm not exactly Captain Clean, but understatement. But but I'm always washing that stuff before I I put it in my mouth.
2: Like is here's my thing: is just like putting your vegetables under the water enough. To get like the disgust off. Oh yeah, it's actually a, scrub. Them. That's all
1: I've ever done is put them under the water.
2: Like an apple, you're like rinse it for two seconds. Oh, well, I'm healthy,
1: yeah. nice and clean. Maybe, um, um, maybe it should be like when you wash your hands in the bathroom. Maybe you should actually sing, sing "Living happy, on a Prayer" or "Happy Birthday" or whatever. you're <laughs> sure,
2: do. Sir, I'm not singing "Happy Birthday" to my apples.
1: <laughs> Kiss it in the morning.
0: You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
1: Talking about uh, dirty vegetables. Wash all the food touched by others, says a texter. You don't know where their hands have been or the pesticides on them. Uh, that's a, a good idea there for sure. And somebody else talked about uh, worms and their uh, strawberries. Wash strawberries in salt water and all the worms will come out. I don't believe it. Why? Just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's always true. Well, I don't think that worms like salt.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm saying, but I'm not saying, like, every time you dump some strawberries in salt water, not every strawberry has worms in it. No, of course not. Okay. But if it does... They'll what? come out. That I agree with. Okay. <laughs> talking apples and oranges here. You no, know you're talking strawberries. No. You're
1: listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Okay, it's quick draw time. This is so much fun. Again, uh, we've got uh, Justin and Jody on the line. The two J's are doing a uh, battle today. And again, the first one to get uh, three out of the five is going to win tickets to see Lee Bryce at Rogers Place on April 14th. How does that sound? Sounds
3: amazing.
1: Let's go. Uh, here's your first question, all right, guys? Yep. Something you throw away that starts with a letter Y. Yellow banana? Okay. Sure. But why would you throw a yellow banana away? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, thinking about it.
2: Maybe there's worms in it.
1: I mean, like. You know what? Some people might like their bananas not ripe. You know, maybe they like them really green, I guess. I guess, Justin, we got to give her that one, Justin. Yeah, sounds good. You you didn't have an answer, did you? No. Okay, so there you go. Question number two something you save up for that starts with a letter D? Dump truck? A dump truck.
2: Are you a child,
1: Jody? <laughs> <laughs> on banana dump truck. Okay. Yeah, you could save up for a dump truck. Yeah. We can't argue with it, <laughs> Justin. Yes. Get more abstract with it. Yeah, you got to just, uh, just, yeah, just free flowing like uh, Jody is here. Okay, here we go. Question number three. You got a blocker. Things that make you sneeze that start with a letter M. Mountain Dew.
2: Mountain Dew? No, I'm stop. You are a child. <laughs> no, I don't think Mountain Dew makes you sneeze. <laughs> okay, Justin, any thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah. Mosquito. <laughs> yeah, mosquitoes. Yeah, on if your goes, nose. Okay, yeah. we'll give him that one. Sorry,
1: Jordan. Better than Mountain That's
3: Dew. Fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. A sport you play indoors, it starts with the letter R. uh, Ringette. Ringette was in by just a hair. Okay, so that means we're tied?
3: Okay.
1: Uh oh, here we go. An item you find in your bedside table that starts with the letter A. Alarm (laughs) clerk. Your old alarm clerk.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to give it to him. Yeah, the alarm clock is there. Oh er- my alarm er- er- clock. <laughs> if nothing else, this has been a very entertaining game of Quick Draw. Thank you everybody. It has been.
1: Congratulations. Good great. Congratu- gra- way to go, Justin. Thank you. Lucky your alarm er- clock <laughs> woke you up this morning.
0: <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss Country Chris, Jack and Matt podcast.
1: We're at the uh my uh Daughters and son-in-laws last night, and uh, they're puppy watching. They're baby uh, babysitting a, a, another dog for uh, for a niece and nephew. A little, uh, a little. Uh, his name is Winston, and he's a labradoodle. He's not that little; he's pretty big. But here's the thing about him that I noticed during the game: that's different than uh, the other dogs in our life. He's watching the entire game on the television, and when there's a commercial, and there's a dog on the commercial, he ran up to that TV and he tried to like bark at that dog and do all sorts of crazy things, but he he literally watched the television the whole time. Our dog, our black lab, Chloe, no interest in the television ever. Now, here's my question for you, Matt. Does this mean this dog is brilliant? That he watches television, and when dogs are on the screen, he, like, goes up and he tries to, like, fight with them or play with them? Or does this mean this dog is really dumb?
2: Hmm. Well, you watch a lot of TV and you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> if they're you know the human dog crossover I don't know man this is a tough one right because like my dog yeah. she's she's alright for dog intelligence she doesn't watch what's TV what's your doggy
1: IQ have yeah. you got a test
2: yeah like she doesn't watch TV though my mom's dog who's clearly stupider than my dog <laughs> loves TV. <laughs> and that he'll come running from rooms up over if he hears a commercial he knows a dog's in it.
1: Yeah. But that's also a super smart move. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, we're watching this and I'm like, this dog is watching the hockey game, like literally watching the whole game and I'm like, does that mean this dog is like like hyper intelligent or the opposite? I could not decide because I don't want to think that this dog is smarter than my dog, but because I've seen your dog, and I mean, she's not the bar of intelligence. As labs go, like, surprisingly a bit of a dullard. <laughs> All right. The texts are rolling in at 780-421-1039. Uh, my golden retriever loves to watch TV, especially dramas, LOL. Okay. What?
2: <laughs> she, like, really gets into the drama? Yeah. My my wife, I can't believe she's done this. She's actually spent money on cat sitter DVDs. <laughs> So like plays birds and little mice running around, and she expects the cat to sit there and watch
1: it. All right, here's another text. It just means mommy and daddy place them in front of the TV so they could do other things. Lol. So that they're do- maybe that's it. But I, yeah, our dog she will like this dog face the television, the screen the whole time watching. Our dog. She doesn't care. She faces the other direction. She doesn't pay attention to any of that television stuff. So
2: I got to say, they call it the boob tube for a reason. Yeah. I think the dogs that don't watch TV are smarter.
1: You think so? Mm-hmm. You think so? Yep. They're yeah. busy like doing dog stuff. They're off their tablets and they're not on their phones. Yeah, it's
2: Screen time, doggies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is your theory? Do you got a dog that just loves television or do you have a dog that doesn't? Are they smarter if they do or dumber if they don't or smarter if they don't? You know what we're saying. Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. You're
0: listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack and Matt podcast with Chris, Jack and Matt.
1: Yeah, dogs watching TV, are they really intelligent or the opposite? My dog watches TV, especially when other dogs are on. One commercial they keep playing with a dog that tears up uh, tears up the house and they bring in a puppy, she loses her crap over that one, even looks behind the TV for it. See, like, that's
2: not a smart move.
1: No. And we're just debating, like, okay, a dog watching TV, is that a smart dog or a dumb dog? Hmm. A German Shepherd owner says, I have to agree with you not watching TV is a sign of canine intelligence. I do, however, think you guys are thinking a little bit too much into this, lol. Yeah, we always do. Kind of the whole radio show idea. (laughs) My cat loves Jurassic Park okay? I can see cats watching TV more than dogs for some reason. I don't know why. I
2: think so too. Yeah, Cats yeah. are smarter than dogs, so like, there you go. Did you just say that? They are. <laughs> Smart Alex, that's about it. You're listening to
0: the and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
1: We're talking about uh, the game and the fact that uh, I was watching a dog named Winston, a Labradoodle, who literally was watching the entire game on the TV. And I thought, man, is this strange or what cuz my dog has no interest in the television at all so does that make that dog highly intelligent or the opposite uh, you got to remember says a texter, that dogs couldn't really see our images on our old TVs but these new flat screens are very realistic so i think it's kind of smart if the dog watches tv nowadays it is very realistic in you know in the dog's defense for sure good morning my cat watches Young and the Useless. Now, I, with my mom, I don't know if that was an autocorrect or maybe that was <laughs>
2: Probably restless.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking. And also likes curling and hockey. A cat that likes curling and hockey. A dog that barks as a texter uh, and paces at the TV and chases movement is reactive. It's a habit you want to break because it can translate into everyday life. A dog that watches or ignores it and doesn't react is fine. It just means... Uh, that watching uh, the neutral to triggers dogs' movements and things like that. This is a smart dog, a dog that does not pay attention to the television.
2: Sounds like a smart person texted that. I guess, Yeah. So there you go. Us. I think that basically sums it up. Yeah. Your dog watches TV, it's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: doesn't mean it's not lovable. It's just... Right, okay, because I was starting to wonder if... if you know, this dog is smarter than mine because he's watching television. No, Winston, you dullard.
0: <laughs> Winston is
1: adorable, though.
0: He's pretty cute. Yeah. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack,
1: and Matt podcast. Have you heard about Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow, of course, famous actress, done lots of good work, big fan of her work. Pepper Potts. Big fan of her work. Um, seven years ago, she was skiing in Utah, and her and uh, a fellow that was like 69 at the time collided. And, well, the rest of they say is history because they're now in court battling. When you think that the, you know, the courts aren't filled up with things that are <laughs> not that important, um, they're battling over who hit who and who injured who. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow, again, was going with her ski instructor. And as she says, this uh, man plowed into her and as Ooh. he says... She plowed into him, broke some ribs, gave him permanent brain damage. Who is plowing who? That's the question, right? And uh, so it's been this big court the, the court issue that's going on. And Gwyneth Paltrow said uh, recently... Mr. Sanderson categorically hit me on that ski slope, and that is the truth. Yeah, apparently, uh, and, and this makes sense, if you're skiing on a hill, the person that's higher up on the hill that's overlooking the other person... It has to be aware of what's going on because the person who's ahead of them can't see them coming. They don't right? have eyes in the back of their head, right? So it makes sense. So they say that Gwyneth Paltrow was was higher than him on the no, was lower than him on the hill. I think lower than him on the hill, and he plowed into her. So they're just trying to figure that all out. So they'll figure it all out. He wants three hundred grand um, in damages. So we'll see.
2: He probably won't get the three hundred grand. I mean, if she's serious enough to take it to court and yeah. that's billable hours for her lawyer, yeah, she don't want to pay you, bud. No. and she's got millions. <laughs> Yeah, That's rough. Yeah, (laughs) And clearly thinks she's right. Just like, take a 10 grand
1: payout and go on your way. Yeah, it's kind of what he he said she said kind of a situation. But our question this morning on the spring break is, tell us about your ski injuries. Um, My son, was it last year or the year before, he was skiing and he went in a place where he shouldn't have gone. One thing led to another. He's basically wiped out and all of a sudden he gets up. He's skiing with his buddy Brett and Brett's like, Carter, you're bleeding and he's like i'm bleeding i don't feel anything and what had happened was when he would wiped out his ski went around behind him oh, and they're so sharp. sharp on the sides and it, like, right the handle, and it like cut him right in the love handle and it sliced him open i showed you that picture oh yeah it, it was a- like, the most disgusting thing you'd ever see it, it looked so weird but it, it sliced him wide open uh, about three or four inches uh, a gash right in the love handle if that had been me they would have had to have uh uh, hazardous waste come do a cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> we got lard in the snow.
2: <laughs> there would have been a lot. And my favorite part of this story is, yeah. is that there's like a triage yes. at most ski hills. And yes. So Carter, your son went to this. Yes. And it was like a. Battlefield
1: Hospital. Oh, he yeah, he went down there, and he's you know he's he's gashed open. His buddy Brett's like traumatized by it. His girlfriend's traumatized by it. But he went in there, and when they did triage, it was like he was the least of the problems on that. They thing. just
2: all you hear is moaning and whining in this room. Just like
1: it's like everybody
2: they is. They did a Magic Bus tour to the <laughs> Jasper Hospital. They did. Anyways, yeah, anyways, people getting hurt on the ski hills. It seems like everybody has. A story? It's
1: not the safest ho- hobby. No. no, what happened? Was it your sister? Who? What? Happened? My
2: wife broke oh, her right. leg. Your wife broke her. And leg. then I dated this girl who, <laughs> while snowboarding, broke both her wrists and had like a, such a bad concussion that she couldn't handle like lights. Right. So she was like sixteen. Right. In a room for months that was just dark, crying because she couldn't do anything was with this two prior broken arms. To helmets. Probably. No, I think she wore it. Like you can still get a concussion sure, with a helmet. Sure.
1: Ask a football player. Yeah, that's true.
2: But like, oh yeah. man. Yeah. I, I kind of hung him up here when it comes to skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. Safe move.
1: <laughs> nobody moves, nobody gets hurt. All right. Uh, first run of the day, I fell and noticed my hand. Oh, this is not going to be a good text. My hand really hurt, but uh, whatever. My dad says I was probably fine and kept going. Skied all day, drove us home. Hand was swollen and purple at this point. Ended up going to the hospital the next day. Yep, broken hand, says Avery. That's a dad move. Yeah. yeah. I might be broken, but I paid 150 bucks per lift ticket. We're going the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> Sticking it in some ice. You'll fine. Yeah, will be yeah. fun. Stick in the snow. There's a lot of snow there. Then there's our buddy Sharon Fideniak, of course, who uh, uh, we love panorama on the kind of in between Christmas and New Year's. And yeah, she's minding her own business and just kind of gently did something, but yeah, like broke everything down below. So you're
2: floor. saying like 100 kilometers an hour <laughs> ripping down a hill isn't a good idea? <laughs> no. Yeah. I the stories that Snow Patrol must have. Yes. I've yeah. seen a video on TikTok where this girl's like she's falling and she's kinda of laughing with her friend. She's holding her wrist and then Snow Patrol comes up, yeah. sees her. Uh, we have a cupcake,
1: a cupcake situation. And they're
2: like, not a cupcake. I don't want to be a cupcake. There's like one broken
1: wrist. Uh, That's what they call it, Yeah, a cupcake. All right, 780-421-1039. Uh, you can call or text us your ski stories this morning.
0: You're listening to the Kissing Country, Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
1: Talking about <laughs> skiing and uh, things that, uh, what could possibly go wrong, right? You put yourself on a couple of slippery things, the snowboarding, Watch my daughter learn how to snowboard. It looked like it was the most miserable thing. But once you know how to do it, you look pretty cool snowboarding. I have to say that. But, man, it's a lot of work that goes into learning how to do that. My fiancé says a texture broke his wrist the first time snowboarding on Rabbit Hill. He wiped out, rolled halfway down the hill. Yep, that happens. I have a good one for you. After my husband and I skied all day, all was good. Then we went to the hotel, and my husband fractured his ankle coming down the slide. <laughs> it's just like the water slide, I guess. There must have been beers involved. Had, had to have surgery and a cast for six weeks. Okay. Uh, my buddy thought he could snowboard down a hill, jump the rope, uh, road, and keep going to the other side. He didn't make it and landed on the road, broke his arm and leg. I had to call his mom to come get us. She was not happy, LOL. No kidding.
2: We got a picture from somebody and a story. Yeah. Always wear your goggles on your face or take them off your helmet, especially if they're frameless style. Someone cut me off and I went down hard and my goggles cut the corner of my eye and I was knocked out for five minutes. thought I'd be hit by a semi three months prior. already had concussions. Then they showed sh- picture of the black eye and them getting loaded on the sled.
1: Wow. Hard to look cool. Uh, Okay. First time uh, ski trip at high school gym was getting off the chairlift, and there was a big hill, and we all bit it. The next chairlift plowed into the back of my head, concussion, having skied since. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: That's my biggest fear is... (laughs) I don't... The lifty has to stop the chairlift for you because you're
1: just yard sailing it. Whack-a-mole. Huh? <laughs> oh, man. Somehow, I, I, my daughter was skiing with my brother and sister-in-law, Darcy and Sharon, and somehow, she, if she'd had a video, she'd been videoing it, but somehow they came off the chairlift and they went. They made a quick left, and somehow Darcy went into this hole and he was, like, stuck <laughs> in there. He couldn't get out. <laughs> this is where I live now. He's got to wait until the snow melts. Oh,
2: there's great videos on the internet of, like, kids... Kids learning to ski for the first time, and they say, like, if you want to slow down, yeah. instead of French frying with your skis, you want a pizza. And this oh. kid is going mock one with dad behind him pizza, <laughs> <laughs> pizza. <laughs> What do you do as a parent? You're going to see, right? <laughs> he, he almost, You Almost you've got to catch up and body check your kids so they <laughs> fall over. Oh, that happens. Yeah,
1: for sure. Before, If they don't pick up the pizza,
2: you're in big trouble. You're listening to the
0: Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
1: We're talking about ski injuries uh, with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and her big uh, uh, court battle with uh, the fellow from Utah that, uh, you know, it happened like seven years ago. But it's finally in court now. We're, we're looking for your stories. Richard, you got one for us?
3: Yeah, back when I was in uh, junior high, uh, never knew how to ski, but uh, we would did a, a two-day trip. Uh, they asked everyone, so, who wants uh, lessons? Well, the boys weren't doing lessons.
1: No, too cool and, for so we
3: lessons. We went to the, uh, the bunny hill a couple times. We figured, you know, getting towed up on the, the rope and that uh, was kind of lame. So, somehow, we managed to get on the lift, went all the way up, and, uh, yeah, then stood on top of the hill, looked down, it's like, it's easy, man, all you have to do is tuck and go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so like, time to set a land speed record, your first time skiing.
3: Went down uh, rather quickly, uh, didn't turn once, uh, didn't want to wipe out because I didn't want to hurt myself, uh, so I just went straight downhill, and... Uh, well, I, went, I hit that flat part like mock. <laughs> right into the racks. No, I passed one of the ski guys. His head kind of snapped. And then there's the North Saskatchewan River.
1: You're, we're talking Rabbit Hill here. Yep. Yeah, you, if you go fast so, enough, you'll go right
3: down to the river.
2: <laughs> Burling down and down the white water. That's the way Rabbit
0: Hill skiers. Chris, <laughs> you're listening to the in Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
1: I said... You know, when our kids were young, uh, we had a chance to go and, and, and do some skiing uh, with them. Just going on that chairlift early on a Sunday morning, you know, right up to the top of the mountain. It's just one of the greatest things you can do with your kids. It really is. One
2: of my favorite memories with my dad is yeah. when he took my sister and I to the mountains for spring
1: breaks yeah. and went skiing. Yeah. Also a favorite memory of my mom's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: see you guys. Bye.
1: Bye. 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 I remember my dad, uh, you know, wasn't much of a skier, uh, to put it mildly, but he came with us once we did like a, you know, whatever it was, whether it was a church group or school group or something for H group, I think it might've been. And he came with us to rabbit Hill and he was not doing the pizza going down that hill. Either. <laughs> he French fried yeah. the entire way. And I think about it now and I'm thinking, wow, good for him. He was like, he was at advanced age. He was probably 15 years younger than I am now. You know, skiing. Just rentals. ripping. Just ripping. wearing jeans, probably. No, his Articat snowmobile suit.
2: Right? <laughs> Spot the
1: farmer. Yeah. <laughs> those are rentals. <laughs> Without a doubt. I don't know. Those are rentals for sure. Uh, I'm Tyrone. That's my name. And I went to skiing when I was 15 for the first time. I ended up breaking my leg, fractured four ribs, and knocked myself out. Took a year to heal. Then I went back the next year to snowboard. Haha, I'm 22 now. Good for you. Tyrone, yep, after that, I shut her down, <laughs> yeah, no, not Tyrone, not Tyrone, uh, well, my wife's not adventurous at all, and like when it comes to skiing, like she was just she was more just sitting in the chalet, and you know, you guys go have fun, right, but one time when we were much younger, we went skiing, kind of last minute idea, we went to uh Jasper in the spring for some spring skiing, and I will never forget this for as long as I live. I finally talk her into going down the hill. And we're going down the hill, and she is going very slow. But it's like spring skiing, so she gets close to the bottom, and there's like no snow. Like, and she just hits the dirt, and she's just flat start- spotted. <laughs> <then>. She's high centered. <laughs> she just starts to roll, and because <laughs> you, when you're skiing, and then all of a sudden you like you there's no snow. It's like <laughs> it air brakes. right? <laughs> like bye <bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> she just started to roll. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I ever saw. She didn't get hurt. It was she was going slow, but she just. And she looked up at me and said, that's why I don't do this. She takes those skis off, puts them together,
0: walk right into the shower. Never put them on again. No. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack,
1: and Matt podcast. I think it's Christia Freeland. I think that's her name, Christia Freeland, our uh, finance minister. Uh, I know you're going to Google it now, but I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, she is going to be uh, uh, talking about a budget today. So as... Per tradition goes, there's going to be shoes involved. Brand new shoes that she's going to wear when she does this. Guess where she bought? She got the money for them. Uh, You and me. Yep.
2: (laughs) I refuse for any MP to buy clothes. Yeah.
1: Because that's my money. It's true. It's true. But we're talking about shoes this morning. Kayla says, I have six pairs of shoes or boots. My girlfriend probably has 30 or 40. So it all depends, right? Uh, Six... Somebody else says 30 or 40. Three pairs of uh, all Birkenstocks and worn summer and winter. Shoes are overrated says another texture. I love the Birkenstocks. I get that.
2: Yeah, I mean, teach their own. Yeah. Maybe you have a job where it's less front-facing as we've yeah. been saying the past couple of days and it's more like
1: Yeah. functional. Yeah. You going to have fewer Christy P. says, I did a quick count in my head, and I think, not entirely sure, but I have 30 to 35 pairs of shoes. That's a quick head count in her head.
2: Am I the only one that still kind of lives like they're 13? Mm -hmm. Like, it's so weird to me that my feet have stopped growing. Right. I'm still, like, a teenager, like, oh, maybe I'm going to go up a half size. So, But now that my feet have stopped, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I can just keep shoes forever.
1: Yeah, no, you are the only one. <laughs> <laughs> like, Do you not? At 30, How old are you, 36? Yeah. 36 years old? Yeah, it's probably time to realize that your feet aren't going to grow anymore. And other <laughs> things, too, Matt.
0: <laughs> I'm just <so laughs> waiting for those extra inches. You're listening to the Kiss Kissing Country, Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kissing, good morning.
3: Good morning. How's it going? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Hey, just to tie into that shoe q- conversation, <laughs> um, I still live at home, and I've got nine brothers and sisters. So we have a huge shoe situation. So what we had to do is go on Amazon and get the biggest shoe shelf in the world. So it's 10 stories tall, like 10 shoe shelves tall, and it can fit about 70 shoes on it.
1: Holy cow. That yeah. is quite the visual.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, it really is. And then my sister couldn't just stop at that because we each have our own shelf, right? Yeah. We had to have her whole shelf in her room. So she's got about 40 pairs of shoes.
1: Just shoe mountain. Shoe
3: mountain, exactly. Okay, and so there's, one time, th- there, there's 10 of you. There's 10 of us. Yeah, the youngest is four, and he tried to climb the shoe mountain one time. Yeah. And the entire thing came falling <laughs> down right on his head. So we go down the stairs where you're
1: sitting underneath a mountain of shoes. Shoe avalanche. How, how do things like that happen? Where are the mom and dad? Oh, I know where the mom and dad are. Making number 11. <laughs> She's unconscious.